Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Welcome back to, back to the podcast, Addicts. It's Lose at FFA underscore Lose. Uh, belated happy Thanksgiving to you, Mung, and everyone else out there. I just wanted to mention that this year I am thankful for... Dan stepping in, knocking it out of the park. And uh, I listened to some of his advice. And because of it, I am pretty sure that I basically got our one seed locked up in our league, Monk. Yeah, you do. And uh, I am locking up the one seed in your league. We'll take that swap. No collusion necessary. We just happen to be doing well in each other's leagues. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thankful that I picked up a game on you in our pickums contest. Uh, I did take the Minnesota Vikings last Thursday right. night, the Thanksgiving food coma game. So I am now up two games on you as we head Uh-oh. towards the end of the season here. And we are heading very soon to the fantasy playoffs, or at least hopefully your teams are heading to the fantasy playoffs as we are entering week 13 and we'll kick it off with the Thursday night football preview, the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots, and the best news possible for Bills fans and Josh Allen fantasy teams is that he was already practicing in full on Tuesday. Certainly a good sign here. Certainly a great sign. Um, now the question is, who is New England going to try to eliminate? The answer for me is I don't think they can take uh, Stefan Diggs out of this game. And I, he'd be the only one really they would go about targeting. And if they do uh, focus on him, I think that opens for Dawson Knox, but certainly not shying away from uh, Diggs or Singletary this week. Yeah, I think they'll just try to limit the big plays in general, force Allen right. to take his time. Uh, we could see some more Isaiah McKenzie, too. Certainly he was having no trouble beating the Lions man coverage uh, last week we could see the Patriots play a little bit more zone but still good news uh certainly Isaiah McKenzie uh should be a pickup if you need wide receiver help although we've seen this season that his usage has been very matchup dependent uh man coverage when Diggs and Davis have uh, tougher matchups uh playing on the outside there are you viewing Davis Sorry, are you viewing Davis as a, as a decent upside play, just given how Belichick tends to play against top players or just seeing Davis the same way as uh, every other week? Um, I don't know that I would boost him significantly sure. this week because, again, I do think that Belichick will try and take away the big plays downfield, and that's generally where Davis has done his work. But um, definitely he has that touchdown upside every week. As we've seen, he's been – uh, quiet for the last few weeks for the most part, but uh, the weekly upside is there. Certainly should be held uh, if you have him rostered. Yeah, high thirties for me thing. somewhere is an upside flex. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. <laughs> I just I, I, I got to rope the rust was, off. I didn't think there was that uh, that much upside for Davis based on the match of the Sure. Um, on the Patriots side here, Damian Harris. With a thigh injury, he is doubtful as of right now, so continue firing up. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, worth noting, too, we are uh, recording on Tuesday night this week, so we do not have the full injury status updates um, based on the later week practices here. Uh, same with Jacoby Myers with a shoulder injury. He's questionable, so we will have to see if he's playing. If not, Devontae Parker would likely 
see a, a few more targets in this one. Yep. Uh, not much more to add on the Patriots side of the football. Uh, generally, you, you don't uh, lean too hard into away teams against New England, but I'm picking Buffalo pretty easily here. I think that defense is going to uh, get after whoever New England starting at quarterback and just way too much for them. Yeah, I don't think there's too much to um, overthink in this one. You know, even though the Patriots stole one last year against the Bills in that windy, uh, super cold game, and then, you know, with Josh Allen's elbow seemingly fine at this point, I will take the Bills on the road as well here. Moving on to the Sunday noon Central 1 p.m. Eastern slate of games, kicking it off with Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, on Monday night, Najee Harris suffered an abdominal injury, so this is an injury situation to monitor closely. Uh, Jalen Warren could return from his hamstring strain this week, and if not, or even with Warren there, we could still see a heavy dose of Benny Snell on the ground against the vulnerable uh, Falcons run defense here. Yeah, I think it's really important to pay attention to what's going on with Jalen Warren. The Atlantic defense is a very nice matchup. That's the one that you want to stream running backs against. And then uh, in terms of the wide receivers, I think it's George Pickens just with the upside and not really touching the other ones right now. Yeah, we're just not seeing – I mean, the talent we know is there with Deontay Johnson. Yes, of course. But uh, for whatever reason, whether it's just lack of chemistry or whatever it is, uh, he does not seem to be connecting uh, quite yet with the rookie uh, pickets. Um, so we'll see if he can get it going. Certainly, again, as we get into the fantasy playoffs, we're talking about adding players and dropping players, but you are certainly still very strongly holding uh, Deontay Johnson, even if the big games haven't been there recently. Yep. All right. On the Falcons side, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. It's really, I think it's a fine matchup for Mariota. Uh, given the weakness of the Steelers secondary still, but uh, really you're relying on his rushing a as a floor play. And I, I really don't love any of the other Falcons here because we've seen that, you know, Cordero Patterson can be fine as a flex, but in terms of the passing game, even with Kyle Pitts out, they're just not really using Drake London very effectively or with volume. And it's just hard to start anyone on this Falcons, on this Falcons receiving core. You hit the nail on the head um, in terms of how, how the Falcons are looking. Uh, for Daryl Patterson, some more work here and there, but not doing anything too, too reliable yet this season. This is a tough one to pick. Um, I was hoping to maybe gain a gain here, take Pittsburgh on the road. I don't understand how this is basically a toss-up. Atlanta's only favored by one point. I think Pittsburgh's going to actually take them by three and a half or more. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's, uh, you know, getting healthy at the right time. Certainly having TJ Watt back is huge for them. And uh, we saw him give Matt Ryan problems and he could give Mariota plenty of problems as well. Yeah, I don't understand this line. What What is it at right now? I think the Steelers are favored by one and a half. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh minus one. Um, I think that's about right. Usually, you know, the home team yeah. gets three points, so it's really close to a pick em. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of like the Chargers-Cardinals uh, game this past week, right, where it did come right. down to one point. <laughs> I, I can see something like something crazy like that happening in this game. All right. Well, either way, give me Pittsburgh. 
I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. And, and real quick yeah. here, I think, you know, if you're still fighting to make it into the playoffs, honestly, like the upside, we know the talent is there with Drake London, but I think he's droppable in redraft. We're just not mm-hmm. expecting much from this passing game. It's late in the season. You need guys that are going to put up points. Yeah. And, you know, as we talk through this week's slate of games too, and this is the time where it's okay to pick up a second kicker or a second defense. If you are locked into whether it's a playoff berth or a first round playoff buy, even for some of these bench guys that you've been holding on, they like Drake London hoping for upside, right? Definitely. Look at what your matchup is. Look at what your rest of season schedule is because your rest of season may not include week 15. So you may have to not have to worry about that at all. Yeah. Well, um, as we get closer, we'll, we'll talk about some kicker and defensive matchups to potentially target as well. But let's move on uh, to the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers uh, left that Eagles game with a rib injury. This one could come down to pain tolerance, but with him battling thumb and rib injuries, it's possible that they could hold him out with Green Bay having their week 14 bye coming up. And Chicago's defense has been so bad, and Chicago is clearly not playing to win right now. So this could be a call me crazy. This could be a Jordan Love week in in uh, in daily fantasy lineups. Yeah, he didn't look terrible uh, against the Eagles defense, and certainly the Chicago defense is going to be a, a pretty easy matchup with uh, you know Roquan Smith gone, and now Eddie Jackson out for the yeah. season with a foot injury too. So certainly uh, could be a Jordan Love week. And then on, on the on the Chicago side, a lot of questions too, right? Just the yeah. fields. Uh, will he be back from that shoulder injury? Uh, we know already Darnell Mooney is going to be out for the year as well with a, a high ankle sprain. So really, these are two teams who are both out of contention at this point, who both might be just resting their quarterbacks. And uh, this could be an ugly one. I think we could see a heavy dose of Aaron Jones here. And uh, I'm going to take the Packers on the road here. Give me the Packers in Chicago. All right. Let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit line. Luckily, everyone can breathe a small sigh of relief here. It Mm -hmm. does sound like Travis Etienne's foot injury is fine. Uh, He was uh, not, he he did not come back uh, in that win over Baltimore, but it sounds like he could have. They just chose to be cautious. So certainly you expect him to play here. Um, huge game for Zay Jones. I, I think he's still a boom bust guy going forward. I still like Christian Kirk uh, the best out of the wide receivers, but Zay Jones definitely needs to be rostered just purely for the upside and potentially as a, a high upside wide receiver for play this week against that line. Segment. Yeah, I play both against the Lions, no question. Yeah, this could actually be a really, really nice game for fantasy. Um, On the other side here, certainly you like Amon Ross St. Brown. DeAndre Swift had a touchdown called back uh, against the Bills, so he's in play at least as a touchdown-dependent flex. And certainly Jamal Williams could see multiple touchdowns again against a vulnerable Jacksonville run defense here. Yeah, Jamal Williams has been basically the quietest. Uh, maybe he's not quiet if you're paying attention, but a quiet running back one really lock solid for lineups so far this uh, this season. And if Swift can get in there, Jacksonville certainly is not imposing. Um, should be a great matchup. Target players on both sides of this, uh, both sides of football here. Certainly neither of the defenses. Yeah, the defenses don't scare you here. Uh, I think both Lawrence and Goff are viable quarterback plays. 
uh, with this game, uh, the over-under currently at 51.5 points, the second highest uh, of this week's games behind only Kansas City and Cincinnati. So love this game from a fantasy perspective. And honestly, the Lions are looking pretty strong. Uh, almost had a chance to upset the Bills. And uh, I'm going to lean the home team here. So give me Detroit. I got to try and pick up a game on you somewhere. This is so stupid. Give me the Jags on the road. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, this one could certainly go uh, go <clears throat> either way here in a high-scoring matchup. Uh, you keep talking Jack. about it. I'm going to change my mind. Well, I was going to say, to be fair, the Jags are favored by a point and a half here. So Vegas agrees with you at the very least. Uh, I'm just taking – I'm actually taking the underdog. Uh, I just prefer the Lions at home here. Fair enough. Fair All right, enough. let's move on to the New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, Michael Carter had an ankle sprain against the Bears, uh, but it sounds like it was just a regular low ankle sprain, uh, so nothing too serious. That said, he is still questionable for this game. And in his absence, uh, Zonovan Knight with a sweet, sweet nickname, Bam Knight. That, that might be one of the coolest names I've ever heard. Um, just Zonovan Bam Knight. It sounds so cool. And uh, if Michael Carter's out, I think uh, Knight is a viable flex option, as in, as is Ty Johnson, who mixed yeah. in as well a little bit against the Bears with James Robinson, a surprising healthy scratch. And uh, maybe he's active this week if Carter is out. But right now, I'm projecting it to be mostly Knight and Johnson. Are we certain that White is starting a quarterback this week? I don't think it's been confirmed yet. Um, okay. Again, last I, week, we had that weird quote where they wanted a, a reset for Zach Wilson. Right. Um, so we're not really sure what exactly that means. And Mike White certainly played well uh, against the Bears. So it, it does sound like it's going to be him this week. Um, but again, I don't know that. I, I guess I'm saying I'm not sure how much of that was the matchup yeah. against the Bears defense. That was pretty bad and then got banged up even more over the course of that game. Yeah, that, that's my problem is that, that quote right there. When I when I used to play the uh, the uh, NES and pull out the cartridge, blow on it and press reset, it was still to play the same game. So I'm worried that Zach Wilson comes back in this game and all of this Knight and Johnson relevance goes away. That said, if we get confirmed and know that White is the starter, that gives me a little more um, – a little more comfort playing any of these Jets wide receivers or running backs this week. Yeah, and I like Garrett Wilson a lot in another game that could uh, yeah. be a pretty high score. big-time touchdowns. Yeah, and I was going to say the Minnesota secondary has been playing better as of late, but they're still certainly you know below average or at the very best average, I would say. Um, and, I, and I'm not afraid to play Justin Jefferson against Sauce Gardner. I mean, Gardner's been phenomenal. As a rookie, certainly is a leading candidate for defensive rookie of the year, but uh, I don't know that he's ready for for a heavy dose of Justin Jefferson. He's not. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're sure starting everybody normally uh, on the Vikings. I I'm not trusting Adam Thielen. I think that was more of just a Thanksgiving uh, matchup game. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to avoid him necessarily, but I think he's still just a back end flex, right? We haven't seen that yeah. ceiling really. He's a floor. He's a floor player. What do you think of Kirk as a streaming option here? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think he's fine. I mean, he's been playing yeah. well. 
Um, the Jets, the Jets defense has, I, that's one of those ones that the Jets defense, I don't know if people are realizing that they're actually playing pretty decently, um, compared to what they're, what we're used to, but I'm not scared off for this week with Kirk Cousins. They're playing very well, but I actually like Mike White as a streamer, um, in a game where okay. it could be fairly high scoring and where they're going to be playing from behind, like yep. this and needing to throw a little bit more. Um, and we've seen, you know, last year, right, in that game against the Bengals, White had three turnovers, but he made up for it with a ton of passing yards and, and sure. three or four touchdowns. So yeah. we know that feeling is there. A lot of deep streamers actually this week. If you're if you're in a pinch, um, certainly take both of them over your Mariotas, your your Daniel Joneses. Yeah, and I actually think that there's a non-zero chance that the Jets could upset the Vikings here. Um, but that said, the, I think the safe pick is still the Vikings at home. All right. Take, I'm taking the Vikings. Not gaining a game this was on this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on then to the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. Uh, Taylor Heineke leading Washington to yet another win. Uh, of course, that was against Atlanta at home, and this is right. going to be at New York. So a little bit different circumstances here. And really, I think it's mostly just Terry McLaurin. I, I don't know that the running backs are a great play. Certainly Atlanta was a good matchup, um, but the Giants are a bit stouter uh, against the run here. And while Heineke's played well in real life, the fantasy stats haven't really been there. And uh, I would just stick with McLaurin here. Yeah, again, leading the team in targets, um, leading with those deep shots to McLaurin. I'm with you there. Um, no reason to look at the tight end, unfortunately. Yeah, and disappointing drop for Saquon Barkley on the other side right. for what could have been a bigger night uh, or afternoon, I guess, against Dallas last week. Uh, certainly, you, you want to see a little bit more of that workhorse role with them mixing in the other backs a little bit, but uh, you're still starting Barkley, of course, as a, as a top 10 running back. Uh, certainly not benching him, especially in this matchup, even though Washington is pretty tough here. And I think you can still start Darius Slayton. It was, it was a tough matchup against the Cowboys but he still saw a lot of targets and usage and the commander secondary is still vulnerable here. I don't think Richie James is bad in, in a pinch either uh, in, in a flexi type with the, uh, for the team leading targets uh, with six, which is uh, granted it's not eight or anything, but uh, Richie James and the giants are very, uh, very, very thin at receiver. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Jones too, right? I mean, the, the rushing upside sure. has been there. Uh, he's been running a ton as a quarterback and we all know that that helps the fantasy floor and ceiling. And, you know, even in a tough matchup against Dallas, Daniel Jones, wasn't bad, uh, you know, only rushed for 14 yards on the ground. Certainly you would have liked to see more there, but no turnovers. Uh, so we'll take it. I'm going to pick the Giants at home here. Um, that's really the only analysis I have on that. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, and you mean, yeah. Washington's been on the hot streak, but uh, the Giants have just been sneaky good and lucky, right? I, I mean, mm -hmm. they've, had, they've haven't been played great. Uh, they certainly dropped that game a couple weeks ago to Detroit. But at the same time, I think all these teams are kind of in the same tier. And, you know, I'm leaning with that rule still of just taking the home team. So, We'll both take the Giants here. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Fantasy heartbreak uh, for teams that have Derrick Henry just dropping the ball uh, you know, on the one-yard line. Should have been a touchdown. I actually saw um, 
there was a betting line too of every single team scoring a passing touchdown in the first half, and that cost uh, that that bet to lose. So certainly a, a tough break uh, for a couple people I saw online who bet. Wait, but Burke still scored. Uh, but it counts as a fumble return touchdown or fumble recovery touchdown, not as a passing touchdown. It has oh, to be that's, a passing touchdown. Wow. Yep. Wow. Jeez. Yep. You know, that's how Vegas continues uh, to win. And, yeah, uh, they sure do. <laughs> the house always wins. Um, but that's uh, true. certainly I think Derrick Henry will still be a fantasy winner here. Uh, the of way course. On attack, the Eagles is on the ground, and I think he's going to see heavy usage here. Uh, Traylon Burks, I think, is a viable flex. He has asserted himself as that wide receiver one now that he's back healthy. And on the other side, I think we could see maybe an A.J. Brown revenge game here. It has to be. I mean, uh, how how could he not want revenge on a team that just traded him away for the exact reason of not letting to pay him? Uh, a lot of us thought preseason that he would sort of fade into wide receiver two range. A.J. Brown is dominant. He is going to dominate Tennessee this week. Yeah, I actually think, you know, Mike Vrabel is going to call a really good game plan. I think he can still exploit some weaknesses against Hurts, but there's just absolutely no way I'm not starting A.J. Brown in every yep. single league with confidence here. I think he's he could go for 150 yards and like two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns, and you know that he's going to be talking to Jalen before the game and say, hey, this is, this is my time. No question. Um... Honestly, if it weren't for if it weren't for the AJ Brown revenge game factor, I actually do think that Rabel has some tricks up his sleeve for this offense to limit Hertz as a rusher. But uh, all that being said, especially at home, I think I'd be more nervous about this game in Tennessee. But I'll take the Eagles at home. Yeah, I think this is a close one. I'm taking the Eagles also, but Tennessee certainly has the recipe to uh, to beat Philadelphia with their run game. Yeah, I think people are still kind of overhyping the Eagles. I think they're a strong team, a top seed in the NFC. I just don't know that they're a dominant team as their record might might suggest, much like the Vikings. Yep, you got it. I actually think the Niners might be the best team in the NFC. I think you are right there. All right, let's move on to uh, the Denver Broncos then at the Baltimore Ravens here. I mean, what is there to say about the Broncos? Mike Boone might be back uh, taking away some snaps from Latavius Murray, but really, I I, I guess it's sudden as a back-end flex, and I'm not touching you know anyone else. Yeah, here's a here's a here's the bright spot: eight targets for Cortland Sutton, seventy-five yards. You know, he's a big, big, strong man, certainly bigger than the Baltimore corners. Um, so that is a nice thing. And Latavius Murray is leading this backfield. If you uh, really, really need a running back, yeah, and I, I think the Baltimore Ravens are susceptible against the tight end. So if you're you know truly desperate, I, I think Deltrich has a good matchup. But sure, just based on the Broncos' lack of offense in general, uh, it's really just sucks. Right I don't like it. Yeah, and on the Ravens side, you know, they haven't been great. They've struggled on offense, uh, haven't really gotten the passing game going and, you know, dropped that game to Jacksonville yeah. last week. They took and, their foot uh, off the accelerator. 
Yeah, and for all the offensive woes, the Broncos still field a pretty stout defense. So this yep. could be a pretty low-scoring one. Um, kind of insane still that, you know, we all just expected Justin Tucker to make, like, a pretty much a 70-yard field goal, right? Like, he's right. been so automatic that I, I think even though it was a tough field goal, like a potentially record-breaking, is that right? Um, yes, sir. Yep. But we all just kind of in our minds were like, yeah, he's going to make it, right? Well, expecting that out of him is is like watching a normal kicker or any other kicker like kick a 50-yarder. You think there's a pretty decent shot that they'll make it, but sometimes they don't. Yeah, and, uh, you know, all that being said, this could be another ugly one, I think. Um, yeah. But I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean, you know, the home team Ravens here, probably in like, let's say, oh, let's say like a 16 to 10 sort of game. Sure. I think it's worth asking, um, are you streaming or are you flexing Duvernay or Robinson or anybody in this pass attack? I still think it's Robinson if I have to pick one, but certainly he was disappointing uh, this past week and he's not a confident play by any means, just a upside wide receiver for him. Yeah. Uh, copy all, all those words, but plug the Devin Duvernay in there. Uh, certainly not liking either of them. Um, would love to see Mark Andrews, you know, catch easy, uh, easy passes for touchdowns, but, uh, what can you do? Give me Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and actually I saw an interesting stat that the gap in points per game from Travis Kelsey to Mark Andrews as the tight end two is the same as the gap between Andrews to the tight end 22. Oh my god! Uh, which is pretty nuts. Um, yeah, that's how good Travis Kelsey's been. Um, that's why he's pretty much untradeable. Yeah, uh, my, my my wife has been bugging me to trade her Travis Kelsey's <laughs> and uh, she's actually made some solid offers. I think she offered like Austin Eckler plus uh, like Alave or something like that. So yeah, a, strong, a strong offer, very fair, but. You know, it, Kelsey's a true difference maker. There's just no yeah. other positional advantage like an elite tight end in a, in a year where there are no others. Could be the league MVP, fantasy MVP. Yeah, fantasy MVP for sure. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the last noon Central 1 p.m. Eastern game, the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans coming off a win, and it will be Deshaun Watson's first game back against his old team, uh, Houston and I want to do a quick would you rather, Los, sure. because I think a lot of people are curious how confident we are in Deshaun Watson in his first game back here. And, uh, you know, the matchup is iffy because certainly you want to run against Houston, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, he might watch a little bit of that revenge narrative and just throw it when they when they do get to the goal line or into the red zone. Um, so it could be a lot of Nick Chubb between the 20s and then Watson stealing a little bit of the glory. Of course, it could be a huge day for Chubb as well. You're certainly not benching him, but let's talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, I think Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, you're starting ahead of Watson, yes? Right. Um, I think this is worth talking about. What about Lamar Jackson? He's had a few quiet games, still did fine against Jacksonville, um, but... Denver is a tough matchup at home. Are you taking Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson his first game back? Problem is how many weeks, how many months has it been since we've Deshaun, seen Deshaun Watson in an NFL game? And that is going to be the tiebreaker for me in a lot of spots here. So it's Lamar Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Definitely shaking off some rust for Watson. And that's why we want to go through this list for our listeners, yeah. right? Um, yeah. If they've been stashing Watson, obviously they're, 
they're hoping that he will be helpful to their team, but maybe not yet in the first week. What about Tom Brady without Tristan Wirfs uh, against the Saints, who he's historically struggled against? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's uh, you, you, you hit the nail right at where I was going to be uh, having problems at right there. Um, I'm, I think if you need the upside, you go with Deshaun Watson to hit the home run, but you know, you got to grin and bear it. If he throws up a stinker, if you just need solid production on the day, I'd stick with Brady. Yeah. I just, I don't know what, how much of a floor there is for Brady either. Um, just yeah. missing another offensive lineman. And I think I'm actually going Watson there because okay. they both have low floors. And I do think Watson has the higher ceiling at this point. Sure. Definitely higher ceiling. Uh, no question. Yep. Uh, I'm actually, I would take press deck Prescott. Trevor Lawrence and Jared yeah. Goff over Deshaun Watson this week. Yes, so would I. Okay. Um, and then this is where it gets murky, right? So right now we're at, let's say, Hertz, Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, Herbert. That's five. Burrow, that's okay. six. Dak, Lawrence, and Goff. So that's nine right now. Yeah. So right now, Watson's around QB 10. And here's where it gets murky, right? Aaron Rodgers might not play. Justin Fields might right. not play. Um, I think right. if Fields plays, you're expecting him to be healthy enough to run. And at that point, I'm still playing Fields. Would you agree? Are you expecting him to play? I think it's I think it... because it sounds like the, the injury was not that serious. Now, there's yeah. no reason for him to need to play, right? No right. reason to risk him in a lost season. But if he plays, then I'm if playing. He plays... Fine. If he plays, you start him. Sure. I'll go with that. Okay. Um, what about Marcus Mariota at home against no Pittsburgh? Way. No way. No? Nope. No. Take him off in there? Yep. Watson. Okay. What about a rejuvenated, it seems, uh, Derek Carr? Um, yeah. Looking very good. The Chargers? Yeah. Give me Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, I, I might actually lean Carr there. It, it seems it. like they figured out that what they should be doing is just feeding Devonte Adams. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's, it's not like the chargers defense has been great. So I, no. I think I'm actually taking car there over Watson. Okay. Um, I'm still playing Geno Smith. Yep. So I think Watson's around QB 12 or so. Yeah. I think that's what we got to. So the likes of cousins, Jimmy G. Who? I'm still playing Tua also over Watson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So fourteen ish. But just just above your cousins is Garoppolo's coughs, Whites, Joneses. Yep. And I would I would play I'm fine playing Chubb and Cooper. I would maybe shy away from Donovan Peoples Jones in the first week. I don't know if that chemistry will be there on those deep passes per se. Um, I feel like now, that's all the. I feel like that's a major part of Watson's upside. Of course, the chemistry isn't going to be there. The, the time to work hasn't been there, which is why this week is an exceptionally questionable one for Watson. But for him to have a boom week, I think he has to connect with DPJ. Yeah, and I think the upside's still there, right? Wow, we yeah. certainly know that. But he's more in that boom bust wide receiver four range for me. Right. Uh, but they have been using him as a big slot. Uh, quite a bit. So he is getting some of those shorter eight out passes. Yeah, but that's not Watson's game. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about the Houston Texans side here. And uh, it sounds like it's going to be Kyle Allen again. And yeah. honestly, Brown's defense has been playing okay. Uh, really, I, I think this will be a run heavy game uh, for mm-hmm. the Texans here. 
I think it's just Pierce and look, I know that Brandon Cooks has been out targeted, but he's still the safest option here for me as a back end wide receiver three or so, or maybe high end wide receiver four. Um, in, in a game where they could be down a lot if the revenge narrative comes true. So I still I'm still fine playing Cooks here uh, and Pierce as well with a good rushing matchup. Yeah, both both certainly not uh not somebody lighting your fire, but if you need him, you got him. Yeah, and, you know, we, we talk about the revenge game narrative, but we talked about that Russell Wilson week one going back to Seattle and they uh got uh a very disappointing finish there. Um, Pete Carroll got his revenge the other way around. It's true. I am, I am going to take the Browns here, um, but they're favored by seven points, and that that seems like a lot of confidence to me. And I would stay away from this game in general, but I will lean on the Browns on the road. I think everybody is just expecting Sean Watson to come back and just be a. A, a top three quarterback, which is really his his all time ceiling. Uh, give me the give me the Browns just because Houston really can't get it done. But I'm with you. Well, it's more that Houston can't stop the run. And, yeah. Um, the other thing is Derek Stingley is still likely out with the hamstring injury. So if he were back, that would be a little bit of help for sure. Houston. But they've just been they've been terrible, and their quarterback situation is so bad that I I yeah. can't. I can't back Houston in any game. The rest of the no, no, sir. Um, all right. So we're both taking the Browns here. Yep. All right. And that brings us to our Sunday mid afternoon slate of games, starting with the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, I think you're pretty much starting all your Seahawks against a Rams team that is just done for the season. I mean, I guess the silver lining for them is that all of these injuries now are coming uh, are in a lost season anyway. Yeah. Um, but the bad news is that they don't have their first round picks. So um, certainly uh, it, it's not going to help them at all. But uh, I, I think Rams fans, however many of them are out there, are at least happy with the ring from last year with that Super Bowl title. Um, but it looks like Detroit is going to capitalize on a potential top three uh, draft pick right now. Yeah, flex fly forever but uh but you're right uh worth it in the short term long term it hurts but you know you always take a victory like that uh i'm with you start all seattle start none of la uh geez not how we saw it before in preseason right no not at all you know alan robinson now done for the year with the foot fracture uh aaron donald probably going to be shut down for the rest of the year with a high ankle sprain just no reason to, to bring him back here um Probably Jalen Ramsey will be clamoring for a trade in the offseason. Hey, ask him uh, for a friend. Uh, would you go with Cleveland or Seattle in a survival this week? I think it's got to be Seattle. Because yeah. we, we, saw, we saw last week that they're still iffy, right? Because with, with that loss to the Raiders, who nobody really expected, I would just use Seattle here instead of risking Watson in that first game back. I just worry about uh, the Rams pulling a pulling a uh, Jeff Saturday on us here. No, I'm not worried. It's going to be Bryce Perkins with Van Jefferson as their wide receiver one. No Aaron Donald, no Stafford, no Cup, no Robinson. I would go with Seattle. 
But we all right. know how, how I fared in our survival. <laughs> yeah, so. I've had, uh, or my friend has had the Browns penciled in for quite some time for this week. But uh, I, I would, Seattle I is the looking... Browns will only get stronger when, when, yeah. once Watson, you know, knocks off the rest a little bit. Agreed, but they're uh, but their but matchups are close. Right? I think honestly, yeah. I think both are fairly safe. But if it yeah. were me, um, I know we haven't talked about Survivor in a while. But if it were me, the Seahawks do have Carolina coming up at home. Yeah. Um, that yeah. might be a better one to use. Um, but yeah, after thinking. that, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think you want to use them now, right? Because, like I said, with the the Browns getting stronger with Watson. Their schedule coming up, I mean, it, they get New Orleans. I think that's when I would probably use them at home against New Orleans. Um, but, uh, again, it's a tough call. I love it. I love it. All right. Sorry. Not to throw us too far off track. No, it's fine. All that being said, I will lock in Seattle. For our yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Give me, uh, give me the Seahawks. All right. Uh, next game up, um, potentially both the next – two games could be the games of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah. First up Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we'll see if the students can surpass the teacher, <laughs> Mike McDaniel going up against Kyle Shanahan, um, Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, uh, Jeff Wilson, even though he had a quieter than expected day, you're starting all of them. Nothing to add. Yeah. All systems yeah. go. Uh, a lot more to talk about on the Niners side. Uh, Christian McCaffrey right. with a patellar tendonitis. It sounds like his knee tightened up on him in game last week, but it is reportedly minor. Definitely something to continue monitoring this week. Uh, but as of right now, he's expected to play. And then Elijah Mitchell uh, sprained his other MCL, the different one from uh, earlier in the year. Just terrible luck. Um, he's going to be pretty much done for the year, or at least the fantasy relevant season. Right. So he's droppable. Um, you know, in a pinch, you can pick up Tyrion Davis Price, Jordan Mason. Both of those guys are going to have upside, especially if, you know, anything goes wrong with McCaffrey's knee. Knock on wood, he will be okay. Uh, but certainly we want, you know, this efficient Niners rushing attack. And then Debo Samuel, luckily, with the hamstring tightness, but it sounds like it's minor and he is expected to play and I would start everyone on the Niners side as well in what could be a very, very fun high scoring game between two good offensive lines. Yeah, whether it's high scoring or low scoring, I think this is the matchup of the week. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a, a, a great time watching the chess match between these two guys. Um I'm curious to see who you're gonna say here, Mom. Maybe maybe I'm being crazy, but it feels like not only does Miami have better, well, similar weapons, but slightly healthier. I I think Tua is a slight upgrade over Garoppolo. Slight. And, well, all right. I, I think I've said this before where I think Tua is a very similar quarterback to Garoppolo, but just hmm. better, a slightly better downfield. Sure. Uh, and that has certainly come to pass this season. And I'm, you know what, I'm going to lean Miami here in what I do think will be a, and the reason I say that is non-fantasy related. It seems like Kyle Shanahan's been a little bit more conservative and, you know, rightfully so with Garoppolo, whereas McDaniel's embraced some more of the variants and the more high-risk, high-reward plays. And I think that's what 
third one of these teams is going to need um, to win this matchup. And I'm actually going to take Miami on the road here. I think you have that pegged exactly right, um, except for the winner. I'm taking San Fran, not to bury the lead there. It's going to come down to these big-time plays. If they connect, then Miami is going to boat race San Francisco. But if they don't, and I think they may not this week, I think San Francisco controls the game, and we see just one more one more time how, how Shanahan just has this eye up on his associates. Yeah, look, I, if I wanted to be safe to win our pickums, I would just take the Niners here. But I am truly picking the teams that I do think are going to win each and every week. Uh, I'm going to leave Miami here, and at the very least – um, if I were a betting man, I would take Miami plus four because I think it's going to be a field goal game either way. Sure. And um, for my own personal enjoyment, I'm rooting for Miami, but uh, so I guess I win either way. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I think it'll just be a really nice, fun game to watch. Like I said, if it weren't for the next game we're about to talk about, I think this would be the game of the week. Um, yeah, I just don't just, care about Cincy as much. Well, just because of the revenge narrative, right? Them knocking them out in the playoffs last year and going to the Super Bowl after beating the Chiefs. I think this next game is the game of the year of the week for most people. Um, sure. But I think both of these are going to be super fun games. And unfortunately, I think I will be on a flight during this time. Oh, so I will oh my to, goodness. I have to go back and watch these. But, Catch the replay. Um, hey, unfortunately for all of us, they've got them scheduled at the time so none of us can catch uh the, the full game yeah can we can we kick you know colts uh, uh yeah. colts uh cowboys cowboys yeah like, right. come on. like come on yeah uh, and we've still so, got new orleans playing in prime time on mondays yeah yeah let's just replace both of those games yeah I think everyone be okay with that Absolutely. Um, but all right, let's let's talk about Kansas City and Cincinnati because sure. as good as the Chiefs have been, they kicked a lot of field goals against the Rams. Um, some of those drives did sputter a little bit. We'll see if Kadarius Tony is back from his hamstring injury, but certainly good that they have Juju back. Um, it'll be his second game back healthy, so he should be a little bit more involved as well. And from a fantasy perspective, I think the only thing we really need to talk about is the backfield. Um, that's mm-hmm. Uh, Melvin Gordon to the practice squad. I, I'm still, I'm not worried. I would still start Pacheco and McKinnon as um, flex options here. I don't expect Gordon to get much snaps at all this week, uh, yeah. if at all. Excuse me. Um, and I think even from a rest of season perspective, I don't know that Gordon needs to be added in regular 10 to 12 team leagues. Or are you, what are your thoughts here? I don't think he's worth it this week, but he actually got a really, really nice lineup heading into the playoffs. Houston, Seattle, uh, Denver's tough, but then Las Vegas. Um, If anything does happen to Isaiah Pacheco, they signed him to the team for a reason. Um, (laughs) It's like like all that time with Clyde Edwards there, right? Yeah, Yeah. the injury upside is there, but I I don't know that he's threatening Pacheco or McKinnon's jobs is what I'm saying. No, No, if you need need the spot, don't burn it on him. But but if you've got room to spare, I I don't hate it. Yeah, I I think he's mostly depth for them heading into the playoffs. Yeah, totally. And I think it will, um, and I think they're going to end up needing him with the way Isaiah Pacheco runs the football. He runs, he's... uh, well, he runs like Rashad Penny, basically, which we see how that works out for him. 
Yeah, well, the problem is both of them have had their fumbling issues, and that's what ended up getting Gordon cut. So that's we'll see. as long as Pacheco can hold on to the ball, I do think he'll hold on to that lead role on the early sure. Um, sure, but I, I mean, my point yeah. is, I, I, the way he runs, he's just bound to get hurt some of these times. Not trying to throw some bad juju at him, no pun intended, but uh, it, it's just a matter of time with guys like that. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's certainly explosive, so uh, depending on the angle of attack, I guess, from the defender, uh, he is right. a little bit more vulnerable to those um, ankle or leg injuries. But on the Bengals' side, good news for them. Uh, Jamar Chase is expected back, so they'll have their full complement of weapons for this crucial matchup, and they are at home. I mean, I don't know what there is to say other than start everyone, uh, including Mixon, who sounds like he'll be back. Although, uh, with P. Ryan's involvement as a receiver, I, I do yeah. think he's still a viable RB4, even assuming Mixon is back healthy, which it sounds like he's expected to be. Yeah, and if Tyler Boyd couldn't get it done in all these weeks, uh, I'm not looking at him at this point in the season. Yeah, and I think these these two games are, are both the most fun matchups of the week and the yeah. hardest to pick as well. Um, and honestly, I, I think this is a little bit of a this one could be a postseason preview, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I do think that the Chiefs have had this game circled on their calendars, right? They knew they they. They were up, what, a touchdown heading into the half uh, in the playoff game, and uh, they chose to go for it instead of kicking a field goal to extend the lead before the half, I believe. And, you know, they they took their foot off the gas pedal in the second half. And I think we see see some some Andy Reid trick plays, some magic that he's been saving uh, for this game. And as good as the Bengals have been, and I do think I was a little bit too low on them heading into the season because I thought they would regress a little bit. Um, so they've proven me wrong, certainly. But I, I just can't bet against Mahomes and Reed here in a game where now they know they can't take their foot off the gas. Yeah, I'm not as bullish on the Bengals as you. I think they have regressed a bit. I think that their division has regressed in a huge, huge way, and that's propping up their uh, their win totals uh, of seven right now. I think Kansas City wins this one. All right, so we are in agreement here. Uh, certainly can't wait to watch this one. Uh, let's move on to a slightly, uh, well, maybe not, maybe still pretty exciting game if the Raiders' offense truly is fixed a little bit. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders here. Uh, certainly love Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, uh, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett. Start them all against that Raiders. Yeah, great matchup. And uh, certainly love Devontae Adams. Uh, we talked about Derek Carr as a you know top 12, 13-ish quarterback here. Um, did you say you would start Carr over Watson or no? No. Okay. Uh, I, I still, yeah, I still will. Um I think that as long as they just, you know, keep the focus of the offense on Devontae Adams, which I, I don't know, seems like a simple concept to me, but Josh <laughs> McDaniels didn't really like that one. Um, we'll see, uh, the, the one thing to monitor, of course, is Josh Jacobs, right? Aggravated that calf injury that he suffered right. in practice on Friday. Uh, had a monster game prior to that, but certainly a little worrisome. And uh, at the same time, I, I do think that Amir Abdullah would have some pass catching upside um, if he were to miss this game. Definitely. Uh, the Chargers have the better coach team. They have the better quarterback. Him and the Chargers on the road. 
Yeah, I mean, it's at least a question, right? Because of how well they played against uh, the Seahawks last week, and they are at home. But yeah, I, oh yeah, this feels like the exact type of type of game that the Chargers dropped for like a block kick or like a you know muff punt or something at That's the end true. of the game. But uh, but those yeah. are the Chargers I mean, of old. This this is a different Chargers team. They lose for legitimate reasons now. I mean, Arizona should have had that one. It's just the Arizona chokes, right? And it just... I guess. I, I guess I will take the Chargers, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if the Raiders um, steal this one at home. I guess I should have been trying to swing you the other way. Huh? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll both take the Chargers. There. We, yeah. we certainly have enough uh, differing opinions already this week, I think. Perfect. Uh, uh, what was the early game? Detroit that you were uh, not uh, high on? Yeah. Right. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Definitely a chance for you to tie things up this week. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Sunday night football, the Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. And boy, um, Matt Ryan certainly has looked better in recent weeks, but still struggling with pressure. Uh, certainly uh, struggled against the Steelers a little bit. But... I don't know that things are going to get much better against Micah Parsons and the Cowboys coming off uh, 10 days of rest. Yeah. Um, Slam the door on that one. This is going to be a bad matchup for Indy. Yeah. I mean, you're still starting Pittman and Campbell. I think Uh, Campbell certainly just only three targets. That was a kind of interesting uh, lat on Monday night, but I I think you're still starting him in the slot, especially if Diggs is uh, giving Pittman a tougher time here. On the Dallas side, we saw a lot more Zeke, right? Uh, Zeke always seems to feast on the Thanksgiving and Christmas games, and he certainly did that. And uh, I do think that he could punch in a touchdown or two here uh, against against the Colts. So did Tony Pollard. Had, had a fine game for himself there. Uh, certainly not as big as Zeke with the, with the lack of touchdown there, but I think he's a perfectly fine flex here against Indy. Yeah, I, I think he's that upside flex. and But, you know, again, I think some were expecting Pollard to just kind of take over the job. But really, Zeke, yeah. uh, you know, that time off, it seems like his knee is healthier, a little bit more explosive. Still going to be a heavy split here. And, and, you know, that's part of the reason I traded for additional running back depth in our dynasty league, right? Even though I had right. Tony Pollard, um, because I have been a bit lower on him than consensus. Um, I right. do think that Dallas is going to continue utilizing a split backfield. And while Pollard's the more explosive of the two at this point, uh, we saw that they still like Elliott at the goal line. Yeah. I feel like if you really thought Pollard was going to do that, that is just sort of like, I'm not trying to be the, that guy, but you know, just look at Mike McCarthy in his final years in green Bay, the splits he had between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams before that uh, for, for multiple years where we had the free Aaron Jones parties and everything. That's what people were talking about with, uh, with Tony Pollard here and Jamal Williams never went away. Zeke is not going away, especially not uh, on this Jerry Jones Jones owned team who absolutely loves Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and uh, while Dalton Schultz might not score two touchdowns again, I think you're starting him. Uh, I think Gallup yep. is a fine flex, and certainly you're starting C.D. Lamb in what I see to be a win for the Cowboys at home. Yeah, give me Cowboys. All right, moving on to the Monday night football game, New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, the Saints offense has plenty of struggles, as does the Bucks. I mean, is there much to say other than Camara? A lot of 
Uh, we'll see if Marshawn Lattimore plays. Um, it right. sounds like he was trending in the right direction last week, um, but ultimately uh, ruled out against, right. uh, what was it, uh, the Niners, right? Yep. That they played. Uh, I mean, Evans is just a flex, uh, especially, you know, if, if Lattimore is active. Yeah, Lattimore's got his um, number. I think you're starting Godwin. I Big think time. you're starting... Uh, it sounds like Fournette will be back from the hip injury. Uh, it was just a couple week thing, uh, nothing too serious. So I do think you can still start Rashad White, but both he and Fournette are more in that flex range, especially with Tristan Wirfs out. I mean, that's just a huge loss for the offense in general. Yeah, both running backs really worried me this week. I would try to look elsewhere if I could. I don't see the upside in either of them. Um, I think this is a big-time game for Chris Godwin, though. He's a, he's, a, he's a top 12 for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I see it playing out not that differently from how the offense looked against the Browns, which was a lot of yeah. checkdowns to Godwin and a lot of checkdowns to Rashad White, even with Fournette that healthy. Yep. Uh, so I might still lean White over Fournette as a flex in PPR formats. But, Maybe, yeah. although inexplicably Fournette has made his money, you know, uh, catching the football, being one of the top uh, top pass catchers at running back for the past uh, two seasons with Tom Brady. Three seasons, yeah, actually. In recent games, it, it seems like they prefer White in that pass yeah. catching role more and more. Um, but but he's a little healthier. Hard yeah. to say. And I guess the good news, uh, at least for Tristan Worth, is it sounds like it's just a high ankle sprain, so nothing broken, nothing torn. Uh, very lucky based on how that injury looked. Just take take that thing up. Linemen don't need ankles. <laughs> um, so good for their playoff hopes if they can uh, right. still make it into the playoffs, but certainly not for this weekend. Look, the Saints team has had the Bucks number, and with just all their issues on the offensive line, even with how bad the Saints have looked, I think I'm. I'll probably regret this, but I think I'm going to take New Orleans on the road. Go for it. Great call. Good pick, Mung. Uh, Mike Evans may put up zero points for you this week, but despite all that, give me Tampa. Hey, look, I hope you're right. I, you know, I'm a Brady fan. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. I was at the game. Um, but maybe, maybe this is me hedging. So <laughs> sure. um, I, will, sure. yeah, I, I will hope see, that Seeing I'm Brady wrong. live, I wonder that. Now, see, you have some more insight information than I do because you saw Brady live and saw what he did against uh, Cleveland, which is, by all accounts, not really a great defense. So, uh, yeah, maybe you take me here. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Brady looks great. His arm is still good. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. Reads, but, I mean, we knew that the offensive line was going to be a major, major issue heading right. into the season that has been. So, um, And yeah. also the injuries on defense, too. Not to yeah. So, yeah. again, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see about this Monday night game. You want to walk us through uh, the buys? Only two this week. Yeah, only two this week because we decided to save uh, like eight teams for next week for whatever reason. I think it's six, right? Why, why exactly? This week we've got uh, on rest, Arizona, Tyler Murray, James Conner, Marquise Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Trey McBride, and Rondale Moore and Greg Dorch. And Carolina, Sam Darnold, Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah, not a whole lot, uh, but certainly you know, the Arizona players have been very impactful the last few weeks, yep. uh, especially with Kyler Murray back healthy. So he could be a very solid quarterback for fantasy down the stretch now that he's running again. 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're almost to the fantasy playoffs. We got one more week uh, after this one. And best of luck to all of you. If you guys have more, more uh, questions, uh, more specific questions down the line, closer That's to what those are called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little, little brain block there, but um, you guys can always find us on Twitter. We'll try our best to help you with these crucial lineup decisions as we come down to the wire this season. You can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's the fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.